across the country and around the world. We are listening now to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. Our guest today is Dorothy Rich, author of Mega Skills. So I'm going to read a story that uh, is in here from a mother from Texas who wrote in. She says, A year ago when I went grocery shopping, my son, age 9, had all these excuses. He just didn't want to go. I said, when we go to the store, you can take care of the coupons. I will give you half of the money we save. He asked, am I supposed to go find them? And I said, yes, you are. So he started. He pulled out the coupons. He got paid for half of what we saved. Next, he wanted to learn how to pick out good fruits and vegetables. Then he told me to give him the list. He'd find the things. Now, when it's time to give him half the money, he says, we saved, he says, no, I don't want any. What he wants now is to help out all the time. Oh, no, so, isn't that a good story? It is. Yeah, now, you know, they don't all end as happily as that, but indeed, kids do, just as adults do, have a great urge to be productive, to be involved, to be significant, to be needed. And a grocery store is a great academic institution. Um, wouldn't have been the first thing i would have thought of a grocery store but you you bring in a good point and let's teach them young to read the labels so that they know what they're putting in their body that's that's significant and important too but think of the math uh that you have and right and the labels you're so correct about about reading you start out Early with things like Tide, Jello, you work your way up to the uh, to the ingredients. I mean, all of this evolves. Um, and writing, writing the list, keeping the list, going to the store, uh, it becomes an adventure. And it's helpful for parents. Yes, at first it may take more time getting getting it ready, working with, with the kids on it, but ultimately. It is so worthwhile. You got it. So worthwhile. May I spend a minute or two telling you how I formulated the mega skills? Please do. Okay. Uh, I took a look. Well, I've been a teacher, as I think I told you, forever. And I always had a sense that no matter how good I was as a teacher in the classroom, that something else was going on and happening outside of the classroom in kids' homes, and that the only way we were going to be able to build a true framework for learning is to harness or mobilize the power in every home to be an educational uh, organization, really, but not to do it in a way that duplicates the school. Right. So I took a look at two sources of data, and that's where the mega skills come from. I looked at school report cards and job evaluations. And I found in both of them, these, now 12, they started out as 10, they've been, they've been growing, mm-hmm. 12 attributes, uh, abilities, uh, habits, behaviors that you read at the beginning of the show. And I said, okay, how can we teach them at home in ways that don't duplicate the school? 
And these provide the framework for learning uh, for character and academics. And Mega Skills is, to my knowledge, the only book that, uh, and materials that really simultaneously teach both character and academics. So uh, this is the, the origin of Mega Skills, those mm-hmm. two sources of data. And I found what I was... I tended to call the never-ending report card, from school to work. Yes, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you wonder what happens when we stop being interested in growing our education and our information and our challenge and our abilities in life. I, I don't think it's supposed to end. Well, you, Jermaine, uh, are working on not making it end. It can't end. We're all living longer. We have to be able to keep learning longer. I, I, and uh, that's the only consolation I can find in growing old. Sure. You know, what else? You know, basically life is meant to improve somehow, I believe. I don't think God just makes it to, okay, let's just, you know, have a bunch of years that are worthless. I think even in those years something is supposed to be learned if we will. Well, I think we can't help learning if we keep our eyes open, if we keep our mega-skilled abilities tuned. We can't help but, but, but learn, no matter what age we are. Yeah. You know, I've seen some people, young and old, just plain excited. You can see the light in their eyes from learning, devouring life, a growing, challenging life, exploring books, exploring life, even in a little butterfly or something, and... Those people, of all the people, maybe should be the ones that are envied because they have the greatest thrill to live. And actually, these are habits of learning that we can all learn young and keep them going. And that's what the Mega Skills does, really. It nurtures the capacity for learning so that kids, even when they reach the fourth grade, Uh, or you know about the fourth grade, which is the killer year in school. Yeah. Because that's when kids who pass through the first three grades sort of start stepping back. You know, it it gets to be harder, harder, harder. Mega skills helps kids move past and move into, not by avoiding it, but move past the difficult moments. Mm -hmm. Not by avoiding them, because you can't avoid them. Now, avoiding just um, doesn't work. No, well, it would be nice, and maybe in Hawaii, many people, are, you don't have to sweep <laughs> the snow off your walk. Okay. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but life might be easier there, but I don't think so. I think probably life there uh, has its challenges. Sure it does. You know, I wanted to, this seems to be a huge problem. How do, you, how do you get your kids, how do you manage all their video games, computer, uh, TV? How do you limit that so it's a constructive uh, balance instead of consume so much of their life and uh, potential creativity? It's not easy, particularly if kids have had the run of it for a long time. Um, I think of it in the same way I think of going on a diet. You work with your kids to say, okay, right now, how much time are you spending in front of the computer, in front of the TV? You know, a lot of kids and parents really don't know. 
they're not realizing that the TV is on 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, and it's always blasting out something at you. And most of what's being blasted at you is pretty, eh, it's not all that worthwhile. <laughs> you know, sometimes I find I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> well, the noise, just the noise itself. Okay. Yep. So what you do is you start with where you are and you say, we've got to cut this down. We've got to cut it down because there are a lot of other things to do. And this means, by the way, parents, and kids together have to think of all the other things that they can be doing. Now, if you're working from six hours a day, which might, by the way, not be such a a big total for some kids, then you want to work down to five. Then you want to work down to four. I Do I think kids ought to spend more than two hours a day on both the TV and the computer? I'm going to say no. But you can't probably be that draconian all at once, when kids have had no limits, if they have had no limits right. before. Right, it's too extreme. And parents are then going to have to limit themselves, too. You know, there are a lot of parents who are 24-hour addicts. Yep. Yeah. Not too so cool. So it's going to have to be a meaningful collaboration between parent and child. So systematically prioritize down. Yes. Yep. And one of the ways that kids find it more palatable to go on this diet is for them to choose what they get to keep. Yes. You know, let's say that they're at six hours and they're watching a whole bunch of junk or being involved with a whole bunch of junk. They keep the, they can keep that junk until they get down to two. And they might even hold on to the junkiest piece, but then they're only doing two hours a day. Yep. That that sounds good. You're listening well, to mas- it works, but it takes effort. Yeah, that's yep. hard. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. Our guest today is Dorothy Rich, author of Mega Skills. You can reach her and find out more about her work at DorothyRich.net or Megaskills.org. So I notice some people, um, they think luck's going to happen and they sort of rely on it. And then there's other people that sort of uh, learn to rely on effort. How do you compare the two? Well, I wouldn't be the first one to do it. Um, there have been studies on this. And, you know, some people are luckier than, than others. I don't minimize the value of luck. Yep. But most of us are not going to be lucky all the time. There was a study done, and it could be of interest to you because it involves Asian parents. Uh, when American mainland parents were asked what is the ingredient that either uh, determ- that determines your child's abilities in school, they said, well, uh, it was luck. They said uh, it was a child. child may not be so smart. child may be... Some are, are the child's innate capacity, mm-hmm. etc. But when the Asian parents were asked the same question, in a very famous study of a number of years ago, they all, almost all, said effort. Yep. And and you know, um, like the uh, immigrants from a lot of the Asian countries, Korea, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore. Japan, when they come over to the United States, they move here, 
they generally, be, because of how they apply themselves, they generally make like uh, 15, 20% higher incomes than the common uh, Caucasian people. Ah, well, I haven't seen the comparison of incomes. The comparison of test scores, however, shows that Asian children are outdoing Caucasian children. That's right, and, and that comes down to effort, doesn't it? Well, I think so. I mean, you know, some people, some people really are brilliant. Sure. I mean, you know, we're not going to take anything away from Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, geniuses in science. We're not going to say, you know, but most of us are not. Uh, the great majority, the great most of us. And therefore, most of us have to know how to exert effort. That's right. We have to know how to take initiative. Yeah. Have to know how to problem, particularly now. We haven't talked about the fact we're in the 21st century, and our kids can't keep learning standard, routine, rote ways. One of the reasons I got invited to Asia a number of years ago is that they were interested in the creativity building that Mega Skills offers, mm-hmm. and because they felt that their best students were being held back by rote, old-fashioned ways of learning and teaching. Sure. So how did they like Mega Skills? Oh, very well. It got translated into Thai. It's been translated into Chinese, two versions, one for Taiwan, one for China. I mean, have we reached thousands and thousands and millions of parents over there? I don't know. I have to tell you, you don't get numbers. I mean, I, I've gotten the translations, but I have never seen how many people have actually gotten the book. I do know that it's been taught in preschools and in regular schools in Beijing in order to teach children English with more interesting activities than just workbooks. Nice. And that interested me. Uh, here's another problem, very common, getting worse these days, is attention span. How do you help children deal with uh, uh, getting, developing a good attention span? Well, <clears throat> the list of mega skills, the original list, did not have focus in it. Focus got added as the 11th mega skill because we saw that more and more children these days were having trouble paying attention. Mm-hmm. So the chapter on focus really is an attention. How do you build attention among children? Uh, let me just give you an example. This works for a, a, a number of the mega skills. But I, I like it for focus, too. It's called time me. And um, we, or time, time, time. <coughs> Excuse me. It's okay. <laughs> okay, it's called Time Me, and what we do, you're standing waiting for the light. You ask kids to say, okay, look at that light. How many seconds will it take before the light changes? Oh, and Time Me. I don't me. know, lots yep. of different times, yep. but 30 seconds is a long time, by the way, for a child to sit and focus. Yeah. And pay attention to these things. Yeah. And then we use, we just use, I don't want to say just because they're all very carefully constructed. We use the activities of daily life. How long will it take you to tie your shoes? How, um, when kids do tie their shoes, which is less and less, 
How long will it take to eat breakfast? Make an estimate. Uh, keep focused on this, and then write down your estimate, and then let's check it against things. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's uh, a great idea to get... And make a game out of it, and it'll draw their interest, and uh, you <laughs> can begin really to develop good. their attention span. What a lot of creative stuff nice. you got going on here. Okay, we're listening to uh, Dorothy Rich here today. She's the author of Mega Skills, Building Our Children's Character and Achievement for School and Life. And be sure to write down her website so that you can check it out further. They are www.megaskills.org and www.dorothyrich.net. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturdays. 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. We'll be right back to finish up with Dorothy. Stay with us. Mastering Ourselves co-host Keith Amber has done thousands of psychic soul healings over the past 36 years. As a healer and co-host on Mastering Ourselves, Keith offers profound insights that assist you in moving forward in your own life through your own trials and challenges. During Keith's private healings and on the show Mastering Ourselves, many of life's mysteries are explained with the help of the amazing spirit guides of light. Find out what others have to say about Keith's life-altering healings at MasteringOurselves.com.